Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's, Rappaport's Reality, Reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos' picture was already up on the wall. Listen to More Than a Movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast. This week, I talked to Orlando Bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how to get comfortable with fear and how to change the guilt and shame thought pattern. People say, what are you afraid of, right? I'm afraid of fear because it's like I want to confront anything in my life that feels challenging on those levels. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to the Hank Haney Podcast, a production of iHeartRadio. Gonna tell it like it really is. We know Haney doesn't give a shit. Silencing critics, eliminate misses. Two chips never accept on shoulders to get better. Everybody knows the name. Read about it. We're golf teachers, Hall of Fame. Never doubt it. It's time for the truth. Here's our dude. You're listening to Haney. You're listening to Haney. You're listening to Haney. It's time for the truth, here's our dude. You're listening to Haney. Yeah. Listening to Haney. Welcome to the Hank Haney Podcast. Hank Haney, and I'm joined by Minnesota Tim Parachka. Minnesota Tim, how you do? You've, have you uh, uh, recovered from your canoeing adventure? You know, Hank, we t- I, t- I talked about the canoeing, but I forgot to mention this. Um, we also went on a four and a half, well, four mile hike, um, okay. also at the cabin. So that was a great time. So I'm still recovering from all of the endeavors. But Saturday was a hardcore day. We got up, we did a hardcore workout, went canoeing, went on a four mile hike. I mean, we did it all. What's a hardcore workout? Uh, it was 22 minutes. It's called beach body where you, you're jumping up and lunging and doing push-ups. <laughs> beach and, body. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. I can picture this right here. Beach body. I'm That's getting a beach body, at. yeah. Is that when you uh, – and by the way, when you play your volleyball, uh, big volleyball uh, matches, you got a big volleyball team you're on, uh, and you guys are undefeated or something like that. No, we, you, the season's that over. Was, uh, the season's the over. The season's over, but you were undefeated? Or, or we went 16 and 5, and we made it to the quarterfinals in the championship. What, what happened? I didn't, I, whoa, whoa, whoa. I, I didn't know you had the championship Saturday. What happened? Yeah, championship Saturday. We uh, we went like 4 and 2, 5 and 2. Um, we did really well. And 5 and 2 eliminate you? You just, well, you made it to the, what, quarterfinals? Yeah, we got, uh, according to the bracket, we got fifth. Wow. Okay. All right. Who was the MVP? Your your girlfriend was the MVP, wasn't she? Oh, she was great. Yeah. Yeah. Better than you? Yeah, she's better than me. What are you, a a spiker? I I, I was getting better. What are are you, a server? How do you you, designate people like this? Everybody serves, Hank, because you rotate. Uh, everyone plays in the back row. Everyone plays in the front row because you rotate every other point. Every every time the other team scores, you rotate. And I was the best in the front row. I was a good spiker. I was a good blocker. My passing was getting better in the back row. This is the first time I've ever played competitive volleyball. Okay. So I was getting better and better each and every day, according to my girlfriend, who was a Who's a very good volleyball player? She's a good volleyball player. All right. Uh, is this beach volleyball? What is that? Are you in sand? What are you in? Yeah, sand, beach volleyball. Oh, wow. It's hard, huh? 
Yeah. Don't dive in. Why don't, why don't you play the two-person uh, team, you and your girlfriend? Uh, that would be uh, fun. Do, do, doubles mix. She, she could set them up. You could spike them down. She can spike them down, too. I might have to set her up. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. She's yeah, good. Maybe she, maybe she maybe she get into that. All right. Well, okay. That's good. We got the volleyball uh, wrap up. I'm sorry the season's over. What do you do now? Go back to golf? More golf? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I'm golfing Tuesday morning. I'm golfing this morning with Cousin Tyler. Are you? Yeah. I, I, okay. Well, that's, and, and by the way, you're run, you're, you're, it's, you've been slacking on the golf a little bit. So you're, you're running, you know, summer's running out. I predicted you're going to break 80 by the end of the summer. So you better get going here. You think I'm going to break 80 before Ray Romano yep. does? I think you are. Really? Yep. Ray yep. Romano versus Minnesota Tim one-on-one? Well, Ray could do it. He shot 80 a couple weeks ago. Hmm. But That it, should be a TV uh, show. Ray Romano versus Minnesota Tim. Yeah. Ray's, Ray has shot 80 so many times, the poor guy. But he'll, he'll do it sooner or later. Anyhow, something's going to happen. But he needs to get himself in position where he doesn't have to – par birdie last hole because that's that's when he starts adding up his score and when you add up your score before the the round's over it's not good and you're probably not in good shape all right let's uh let's let's segue into i want to talk about a few things uh there was some uh rules uh, stuff i want to talk about we'll get into that but let's talk uh, a little fedex cup of course this is the big uh first week of the playoffs tigers playing tpc boston northern trust uh, and and then of course last week at the Wyndham. You know, we had the, you know, the last chance to get in. Uh, let's go through some notable names that are not in the uh, playoffs. Okay, but here's the thing. Normally, this would mean that, you know, unless you had some other kind of an exemption that you were like, uh, you know, in jeopardy of not having a job next year. Because of the shortened season, everybody who was exempt this year is still exempt next year. They have different categories on the PGA Tour. So they move down a category, whatever that means. So they're still exempt, but they're a little less exempt. They're not, you know, like first, uh, you know, first automatic in in these tournaments. So not every tournament is that the case because on invitationals, they have a shorter field and so you're not automatically in those. But if you're usually if you're in the top 125, you, you're getting in more than enough tournaments. So this year, what what we got is we've got the um, uh, because of the COVID. If you missed out on the top 125, you're still okay, and you're not getting you know bumped. But you you, you may get in a few less a few less tournaments. That's kind of kind of the way it works out. But the playoffs, okay. So so this the playoffs are you know big thing. My top 125. Uh, what do we got? Who who got the Wyndham Clark got the last spot. And he beat out uh, by two FedEx Cup points. He beat out uh, Fabian. Fabian Gomez. Fabian Gomez. Okay. So who else is out? Uh, let me look. Big this notable list name here, here is uh, Sergio Garcia. He um, he finished. Let's see here. I, I lost it. He finished 135th in the FedEx Cup. You know, Masters winner, Sergio Garcia. He's not having a great year. He's 41st in the official world golf rankings. Um, some of his finishes, he finished fifth in the RBC Heritage, missed the cut at Colonial, 32nd in the Travelers, 32nd at Memorial, missed cut in the PGA Championship, and then 66th in the Wyndham Championship. So hmm. awful week for Sergio. He misses it. Charles Schwartz, another guy, made another major championship winner that's just fallen off the face of the earth. 181st in the official world golf rankings. He finished 128th in the FedEx Cup. Um, his finishes, miscut in the Wyndham, 58th in the PGA, tied for third in the great 3M Open. Can't discredit that great finish by Charles Schwartzel. Uh, miscut Memorial, miscut Workday, miscut Rocket Charity, Morocco Mortgage Classic, miscut Travelers Championship. Oh, a lot of miscuts. Yeah, so Charles Schwartzel, Sergio Garcia, two major winners. Those guys are outside of the number. Rafa Cabrera Bayo, he's been a sliced bread as of recently. Yeah, he was a sliced bread, I thought. Yeah, he's a sliced bread. Finished 60, 62nd in the official World Golf rankings. He's 129th in the FedEx Cup. Um, will not be playing in the Northern Trust. 37th in the Wyndham. Missed cut at the PGA Championship. 78th at the WGC FedEx St. Jude. 
tied for 32nd and three. Uh, miscut, miscut. Uh, yeah, nothing great. Yeah, a lot of good jump, but a lot of guys that, you know, pretty well-known names. Uh, Jonathan Vegas, he's out. Uh, 139th. Uh, Danny Willett, Masters champion, you know, out 146th on the uh, JB Holmes. I mean, geez, he's you know, Aaron Wise. He was he was a kind of a slice breader when he won the uh, uh, Byron Nelson. He he doesn't make the the top 125. Uh, my man Ted Potter Jr. I, I got uh, reprimanded by one of our listeners one day when I said I. I was just searching for a name. Remember when? Remember that podcast? Yeah. I was search. I was just. I was searching my mind for a name, and I'm like, you know, you just, and it was like I was thinking about somebody like that won, but then they don't do much afterwards. And I just kind of came with, you know, Ted Potter Jr. And so it's just the first thing that came to my mind. So I can't, you know, that gets me in trouble when the first thing comes to my mind. <laughs> so I, I, this guy writes me, you know, and, and tells me I'm, you know. I'm an idiot, and and uh, you know Ted Potter Jr.'s won two times, not one time, which is pretty amazing. I mean that he has won twice on the PGA Tour. I didn't, I didn't even even remember that. But anyway, uh, he finished uh, 154th. He's out. Uh, Aaron Badley. A lot of people think he's one of the best putters on the PGA Tour. Uh, you know he's uh, he's 159th on the. Uh, uh, FedEx Cup and, uh, and, and in fact finished 58th. I uh, just looked it up, 58th this year in the uh, uh, in, in putting. So you know as much as, but yet every time they show him on TV, they'll they'll just go crazy about how what a great putter is. Great putters don't finish 58th. Uh, you mentioned uh, Kevin Tway, uh, Jimmy Walker, a former PGA champion, Jim Furyk, Steve's favorite player in the whole world. Uh, the great <laughs> predictor loves uh, Jim Furyk. I can't. I, I, I can't stand to watch Jim Furyk play golf. Just to make me watch anything but Jim Furyk play, uh, playing golf. I don't mind. I mean, he's a nice guy, but I, I just it just bores me to death to watch him play golf. So I don't have to watch him in the playoffs, and and and, and luckily I don't have to watch him putt, miss, and then rehearse what he just did. Uh, on a, on a, the last time I saw him do that, I turned the TV immediately off, and it was on a sixty footer. He putted. It missed by a foot. Uh, you know, barely. Graze the edge, rolled a foot by, and and he reset and took a practice stroke again to rehearse what he did wrong. I don't know what he rehearsed. I mean, he rolled it a foot by over the edge from sixty feet, and he's he just can't help himself. Anyway, drives me nuts, Tim. Nuts. Uh, Luke Donald, former world number one. Uh, you mentioned uh, Molinari yesterday. He's uh, he's out. Uh, of course, he hadn't played the whole time. Uh, Stricker gone. Hendrick Stenson. That's a big name. Uh, you know, 201st, but a lot of these guys that didn't come over and play much. Anyway, you know, Bill Haas, he won the FedEx Cup one time. He's out, you know, I mean, uh, a lot of guys, you know, Ben Ben Crane. I mean, a lot of names you know, you know. Yeah. Yeah, anyway. Lucas Beauregard, he was a slice bread. Remember Lucas Beauregard? Yeah, yeah, what about him? Where's He's he? 232nd in the FedEx Cup. He must not be playing. <laughs> Yeah, but when these guys are sliced breads, just watch out when people say that. 166th in the World Golf Rankings. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's not quite sliced bread. You're <laughs> barely barely ahead of uh, Bernard Longer and Vijay Singh. You want you want to know? Uh, I can tell you two words to describe Lucas Beergard's last seven or eight events. Okay. Miscut. All of them, huh? All of them. Wow. Okay. Well, here's some here's here's some surprises. Uh, the guys that snuck in, good last round at Wyndham. Shane Lowry, uh, the uh, Open champion. He was uh, he had his uh, buddies all all teed up to go play. They were going to go play Bandon Dunes. If he missed the cut, or if he missed the cut or missed the playoffs, and wasn't playing next week or this week at the. Uh, uh, Northern Trust TPC Boston. If he if he, if he missed the, the cut or missed the playoffs and wasn't wasn't going to get to play in the playoffs, the first round of the playoffs, he he was going to Bandon Dunes with his friends to for a little uh, golf vacation. But he's in. He he got in at one twenty two. Now he's going to have to go hard to to make it to the next one because you got to get in the in the top seventy. But but there's you know a lot of guys that are in unfamiliar territory. Uh, Spieth, of course, you know, his year goes on and on. He didn't do anything at Wyndham, made the cut, grinded it out, made the cut, but he's a hundredth in points. So he, you know, he's, he's, uh, 
got to really do something or his year is coming to a close. Uh, Kepka, 97th, he's got to really do something or his year is coming to a close. Uh, Tommy Fleetwood, 89th. You know, we'll, we'll get into this as the, the week goes on, but um, it's a different year. There's no doubt about that. All right, let's uh, let's take a break. I want to talk about some of these. Uh, there's two rules things I want to talk about, Tim. And you know how I get going on these rules things. Uh, so, so we'll get into these when we come back. Uh, let me remind you to go to my website, HaneyUniversity.com. Sign up for my instructional emails. It's a free subscription. You get an email uh, instructional email every day from my whole instructional collection that I have. Getting a lot of great feedback on that from people. You can also find my new book at HaneyUniversity.com, which is How to Play Better Golf Today, Lessons of a Lifetime. And uh, make sure you you register for that. We've got some great offers on there as as well. A really good range finder, uh, the best push cart there is, uh, best prices on the internet and stuff like that. But uh, go to HaneyUniversity.com and check it out. We'll be right back on the Hank Any Podcast. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's, Rappaport's Reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're talking tea, we're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Here are some examples of what you'll hear from us on Rappaport's Reality Podcast. This is where we discuss all things reality TV, all things popular culture. And a little bit of Rappaport's reality, the reality of bit. us. We're a figuring bit. out. And if we had been recording these last four or five days, Ooh. it, it would have been, Ooh, a, been the podcast juicy. would have taken a, a, a left turn. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. More Than a Movie is back with season two of the award-winning film podcast, and this time with a lot more movies. I'm your host, Alex Fumero, and each week I'm going to talk to the people behind some of my favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the OG spy kid, Alexa Penavega. You had Carlo Gugino, who's the coolest mom ever. You had Antonio, who's handsome, amazing, charismatic. And then Carmen and Juni. I felt like a lot of other kids felt like this could be me. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Every episode will feature interviews with the biggest actors, directors, writers, and producers behind your favorite films and tap into the history of Latinos in film. Listen to More Than a Movie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast. On Purpose is dedicated to helping you be happier, healthier, and more healed. This week, I talked to Orlando Bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how he got comfortable with fear, navigating the changes in relationships, and how to change the guilt and shame thought pattern. This conversation shows a never-seen-before side to Orlando Bloom and his unique life journey. I think we all struggle sometimes to really deeply believe that we are enough, that we're valued, that we're valuable. You know, we're imprinted by our parents from the age of zero to seven, right? Mm. I'm constantly trying to go like, how do I detach from my from this idea of what do, is that? Is that my baggage? I look like my baggage. I mean, I know. Oh, okay, that's mine. Let's unpack that. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Okay, so let's let's get into this a uh, little rules discussion. Obviously, you, you uh, heard or saw about the U.S. Amateur, Tim, because you sent me the notes on it. Yeah, yeah. But, and, and so bring bring everybody up to date as uh, if if they didn't see this story. Yeah. So a player in the U.S. Amateur named Segundo Oliva Pinto. He is playing in the where, round where, of sixteen. Where's, where's uh, Pinto from? Argentina. Okay, Argentina. 
Long way to come. Where where were they? Bandon Dunes, right? Bandon Dunes. Whew, man, it's a long trip. Yeah. Long yeah. trip. Yeah, so he's playing in the round of 16 versus Tyler Stouchy. I don't remember how to say his last name, but he, he showed up. He actually made it to the championship in the U.S. Amateur. Um, so the guy he played and lost to, or uh, yeah, lost to, is in the um, championship in the U.S. Oh, Amateur. really? So anyway... Wow, I, I, didn't, I didn't realize that. That's uh, that's that, that's big. Yeah. So anyway, in the final hold, they're matched up together, and uh, Segundo is actually a few shots back on the 16th. Segundo birdies or uh, gets gains two shots somehow. I don't remember if he birdied or parred or whatever. Anyway, they're all tied on the 18th. Segundo's in the greenside bunker, and the other guy, Tyler has a difficult chip shot from the other side. So Segundo oh, wow. actually joined the clubhouse with Shane Bacon, which is another podcast that I produce. And he mentioned that he actually liked his chances to win that final hole. But anyway, Segundo's caddy walks into the bunker and he goes into the bunker and starts wiping his hands on <laughs> in, in the bunker. Like he, he's literally throwing his hands in the bunker like he's playing in a sandbox. And uh, that's he, against he, the rules. this this is a uh, this isn't a caddy brought with him from Argentina. No, no, this is a pickup caddy. It's a local, local guy. Yeah, this is why you don't. This is remember when you caddied in that one tournament, you only went nine holes. Remember that? Yeah, he was one under. He was one under. <laughs> he shot one well, over on the back. How can you be a nine hole? I caddy? love you, Jeff. I love you, Jeff. You should not have gotten rid of me. How can you be a nine hole caddy? I don't know. Why did did you know this rule? Then, since you're a pickup caddy and you have been in on occasion in <laughs> tournaments, you're, 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 you refer to him as a pickup caddy. That's a local caddy guy, a, a guy that caddies. Uh, what's what's this guy's name? Brant Brewer. Yeah, uh, has a little trouble telling the truth. Brant does because uh, they they uh, he denied he touched the sand, but they had him on video. So that's yeah. like <laughs> clearly showing he was playing the sand with his hands. The key uh, part about being a local caddy a local pickup caddy like myself, Hank. So I don't need to <laughs> know these local. rules. How many times have you ever caddied in your life? One time. but Okay, you're not okay. a local pickup Are you ready caddy. for this? Let me let yeah. me explain this, okay? So okay. Jeff Running is the guy I caddied for. Was at a country club. Love Jeff. Great golfer, great guy, great human being. I caddied for him. He's one under, okay? Shoots one yes. over on the back nine. You know, rough finish. After I've I never heard of a caddy leaving after nine holes unless he was sick or like uh, heat stroke or something like like that. I don't know. What did you have to go play volleyball with your girlfriend? What's the real story behind this? <laughs> uh, I went home. And, yeah, and I did play volleyball with my girlfriend. Yeah, it was yeah, a Thursday. I knew, see, I knew that. You're I right. knew there was a. I say I knew that said something to do with uh, the girlfriend. Yeah, I knew it. You any anything you would you would make up any excuse to go be be with the girlfriend. I know that. So t- yeah, she uh, yeah she's great. She's great. Um, so anyway, check out this story. Okay. So Tyler Schmidt, cousin Tyler, you've talked to him. You've spoken to them. You know him. Okay. So I played with him a couple weeks ago and he breaks the course record at Shadowbrook. I, I don't think that's cool. a what, did he, what did he shoot? You, you played with him. You played yeah. with him when he broke the course record. Yeah. I'm, I'm a playing oh, caddy. Wow. I was playing golf and caddying for him at the same time. What do you mean? How, how do you explain how that happens? How do you do that? I was talking him into great shots. I was providing positivity and optimism on the golf course. Well, what do you mean you're caddying? Were you, were you raking his bunkers or no. the, what were you doing? I, I was just playing. Well, how, do you call you, how, do, how do you call that caddying? Because on the opening tee, so he eagles the first hole, the par five, tenth hole. Okay. And on the opening tee, he goes, Tim, my driver was sporadic yesterday. I feel like it's going to be a disaster today. I am scared to hit this drive 300 yards. I don't know where it's going. I, I, I mumble simple words back to him, Hank. I said, don't worry about it. You're going to pipe it right down the middle. He eagles that first hole par five on his way to a 65. <laughs> okay, so you, you, you call that caddy. I, I created an inspired confidence. Okay. All right. Well, you were cheering him on, but that's not exactly caddy. Yeah, okay. Let's let's get back to the the caddy story. You're not you are not a pickup caddy or whatever you called it. Wow. You've caddied one time for nine holes and you quit. Not, that's pretty negative. To, you quit to go play volleyball. 
That's a shot at my ego. And I knew there was a, you'd be, see, when you told me you quit before, you did not tell me it was to go play volleyball. But now I, I knew there was some something behind this story, and I knew it had something to do with that. I, what, I knew it. I, I, just, I had to think about it for a little while, but I, I knew it. All right. All right. The local caddy, who is a, he's a, they, you know, he's a looper. They call it caddies. It's another name for a caddy, Tim, looper. <laughs> yeah. And uh, the, he, this guy caddies at Bannon Dunes. Okay, now he this guy was in tears over this whole thing, and he you know he should have been in tears about lying. What he should have been in tears. I mean, you know, he just listen. He, he, I guess that's all he could come with when he. I didn't touch the sand, but they had you on video touching the sand. First off, the guy's an idiot. <laughs> well, I mean, he is. I mean, come on. I mean, mistakes happen, and that's you know. But but this isn't even this is this is this is dumber than dumb. Like, I mean, you don't have to play a lot of golf. I don't know. Did you, to not know this rule or to know this rule? I mean, now, did you know the rule, Tim, or not? I don't, I I would never put my hand in the bunker anyway. Did you know the rule that you can't, you can't like get in there and test the bunker with your hand? Okay. You didn't know the rule. Okay. But you're, you're an 18 handicap. Okay. Uh, Anybody who's, who's anywhere near a, I, I mean, I'm not even a scratch player. I mean, I don't think there's, I, I, I don't think there's a, I don't know. I mean, I, I just can't imagine that there's a, a ten handicap, a six handicap, an eight handicap. I don't know. Pick a number that doesn't know this rule. You can't go in there and test the sand. Now, first off, it's kind of a stupid rule, which which most of the rules are. And this is, of course, in the simplified USJ rules, Rule Twelve Two B or Twelve Two B. Uh, you're not allowed to, to deliberately touch the sand, the bunker with your hand. Uh, you can't rake anything in, in an effort to test the condition of the sand, which, which, which by the way, you, everybody tests the sand every single time they hit a bunker shot, every player in the game of golf who has ever played tests the sand and they test it by digging their feet in and you can legally dig your feet in because when you dig your feet in, you are taking your stance and you're allowed to do that, but you're not allowed to stick your finger in the sand to figure out how much sand is, is underneath the golf ball and to figure out what the texture of the sand is like. You can't do that. Those would be the two reasons why you would stick your hand in the bunker. Let's figure out how deep the sand is. But in order to, to really have relevant information, you'd have to do that right next to the ball. Uh, or you're touching the sand so you can figure out what the texture is like. Well, I mean, they've already played. I don't. I don't know what round this was. Was this the first round of this this yeah. U.S. Amateur? Okay. Yeah. yeah it maybe. Was. Okay. But still, they're on the 18th hole now. I, I doubt that this is the first bunker the guy's been in. Uh, clearly, he's hit bunker shots in the practice rounds. Clearly, he hit bunker shots before he went out to play that day. Uh, clearly, the caddy has been in, if he's a local looper abandoned out dunes, he's been in these bunkers hundreds and hundreds of times. I don't know why in the world he felt like he needed to figure out what the texture of the sand was like on the 18th hole. It's just, a, it's, a, it's one of the stupidest things I've ever heard in my life that that guy would do. Maybe just had a, you know, a brain cramp or something. I don't know. Uh, you know, but it just, it, it doesn't make any, and, but, but the information that you could garner, well, like, like, what, what, was, what do you think he was going to tell the guy? Oh, like, you know, the sand uh, seems a little uh, thick today or something, or it's, 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 it's not quite as, as moist as it was, as it was yesterday when we played or this morning when we teed off. I, I don't know what information he could possibly tell me. He touched the sand nowhere near the guy's ball, but you dig in your feet. And when you dig in your feet, you're testing the sand. You're 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 figuring out. Okay, this sand feels really, really uh, coarse. It feels really firm. Uh, you know, there's not much sand here where my feet are. Now it's a guess as to whether or not it's the same condition. You know, two and a half feet from where you are, because where your feet are and where the ball is are not right next to one. It's probably a couple feet away. So you're guessing. But it's a pretty good calculated guess that whatever the sand is like where your feet are is pretty 
much what it's going to be like where the ball is. Now, that's not always the case. There's no doubt about that. And that's, you know, that's why they have the rule. But you're you're getting an idea. And, and the, I don't understand what the caddy could possibly tell the guy. What it, it just that, that's where the whole thing just just, you know, doesn't doesn't make any sense. But the guy just, you know, made a mistake. Um you know, I'm not. I'm not blaming the the rule. Then they got another rule. Rule 10.3c states that the player is responsible for the caddy's actions, which it is. And it's just too bad. There's nothing the opponent can do. You know, the USJ's right there. These guys are like mall cops. Uh, they can't wait to call something. It makes their day. They get to call a penalty, and they, you know, they call the penalty. The guy lost the hole, and you know, the caddy was crying and. Uh, Segundo Olivia Pinto got more publicity than he ever would have got in his life, uh, and uh, you know he, he forgave the guy and uh, posted on uh, Instagram to that it's not his fault and he took it like a man and uh, you know that's all you can do and you know I mean he he, he, he but, but by the way this is the biggest amateur tournament in the world okay. You got it? Got it. And the only reason it got any play in the media whatsoever, whatsoever, was because of this thing. I, like I read, it's on ESPN. It was on there the first thing. You know, player gets disqualified from the U.S. amateur because Caddy touches his hand. And that's the whole thing. So, so the only way that the, the, the only way that the USGA, they must have quite a, a team of publicists. The only way the USGA can get any publicity for their tournament is if there's a rules mishap, and then they get and then they get front page news on on ESPN.com. Other than that, nobody nobody cares. That's the fact. Huh. And nobody cares about this either. So, That's pretty accurate. Uh, and you know, Pinto's out, and uh, the other guy's moving on, and. Uh, you know, maybe wins. I don't know. And you know, but but Pinto, you know, it, it uh, you know, he took it well. And the caddy, you know, hopefully he'll recover. And you know, maybe you, maybe uh, you know, if you're going to caddy in a tournament, you might ought to know the rules. Um, you know, I mean, it's just the dumbest thing I've ever ever heard, Doug. Because I don't know what the guy was going to tell him. Well, the first mistake he made was putting the ball in the bunker. I mean, the caddy should not let the player put the ball in the bunker. You got to be a better caddy and tell him to put it on the green. Uh, well, you just tell him where to put it or what? How did that yeah. work? When, did you do that when you caddied for Jeff? Yeah. He didn't did put work? one ball in the bunker. <laughs> What'd you tell him? I don't want to rake the bunker, so don't put a ball in the bunker. I told him the pin's right there. This is your ball. That's your club. Hit the pin. You didn't say anything. You just you just walked around. And carried. Did you carry the clubs, or did you, were you on a cart? It was on. It was. Uh, it was on a pole cart. You were pole, You were pushing them around. Yeah. What did you did you did you know the three three rules of caddying? Keep up, shut up, and something else. Show up. Show up. First thing is show up. Well, yeah. there's one under with me. And then you left. <laughs> hey, I showed up. It didn't say stay. What did he I shoot on the back the three nine? Rules. What did he shoot on the back nine? One over. Oh, all right. Well, you can put that on your resume then. <laughs> yeah. He played better when I was there. All right. That's good. All right. Let's take another break. Uh, and we'll be uh, right back on the Hank Any Podcast. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's, Rappaport's Reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're talking tea, we're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Here are some examples of what you'll hear from us on Rappaport's reality podcast. This is where we discuss all things reality TV, all things popular culture. And a little bit of... Rappaport's reality, the reality of bit. us. We're a figuring bit. out. And if we had been recording these last four or five days, Ooh. it, it would have been, Ooh, a, been the podcast juicy. would have taken a, a, a left turn. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. More Than a Movie is back with season two of the award-winning film podcast, and this time... 
with a lot more movies. I'm your host, Alex Fumero, and each week I'm going to talk to the people behind some of my favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the OG spy kid, Alexa Penavega. You had Carlo Gugino, who's the coolest mom ever. You had Antonio, who's handsome, amazing, charismatic. And then Carvin and Juni. I felt like a lot of other kids felt like this could be me. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Every episode will feature interviews with the biggest actors, directors, writers, and producers behind your favorite films and tap into the history of Latinos in film. Listen to More Than a Movie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast. On Purpose is dedicated to helping you be happier, healthier, and more healed. This week, I talked to Orlando Bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how he got comfortable with fear, navigating the changes in relationships, and how to change the guilt and shame thought pattern. This conversation shows a never-seen-before side to Orlando Bloom and his unique life journey. I think we all struggle sometimes to really deeply believe that we are enough, that we're valued, that we're valuable. You know, we're imprinted by our parents from the age of zero to seven, right? Mm. I'm constantly trying to go, like, how do I detach from my this idea of, what, do, is, that, is that my baggage? I look like my baggage. I mean, I know, oh, okay, that's mine. Let's unpack that. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, Tim. Here's my next rules thing I want to talk about. The tournament on Sunday, the Wyndham Championship. Siwoo Kim, who is that? You know, he's a... Molly, me. See, Will Kim won the uh, Players Championship. Yeah, I mean, he's a this, you know he's 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 no slouch for a player. Although they say that that you know he gets down on himself. This is a big thing, and he does some kind of stupid, stupid stuff. So he teed off on the uh, what was it like the fifth hole? Okay, and everybody's going crazy, and they're like, "What is he doing?" I mean, he's like he's teeing off with a, a driver, and it's like there's water out there, and there's like nowhere to hit it. And he tees off with this drive, and and then he hits it, and he hits it down there to the right. You know, as soon as he hits, because they're 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 on TV, they're saying, "Oh, this is a stupid play. There's no reason for this. Why is he hitting a driver?" Now he just had just bogeyed the par five before that, so he was you know running a little hot. They say he runs a little hot, and he was running a little hot. And maybe you know Jim Nance put some perspective behind it. None of the other guys did. All the analysts, not one of them, said anything uh, other than it was a stupid play. But Jim Nance, who's who's you know just throwing all the guys softballs, uh, you know, and, and get, leading them in, and does an incredible job of that. But he was the only one that could that lended a little you know perspective to the deal, which he said. You know, maybe he wanted to kickstart his round and, and you know, he just bogeyed the par five and he thought if he drove it down there really good and he's showing confidence in his driver and maybe if he drove it down there really good, he'd have an easier shot in and he'd bury it and kickstart his round. I mean, that's what Jim Nance said, which is really logical. And it's the only, it's the only reason you could give for Siwoo Kim hitting a driver off this hole. But he hits it to the right. Nobody knows where the, the ball's gone. Uh, no spotter, no... There's hardly any volunteers out there, and, and they get up there, and the uh, ball is in the high grass. We can't find it, so it's, it's, it's you know lost. Well, he 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 gets he gets three minutes. This is a new USJ rule, which is is, is I think is a stupid rule. Uh, it, it makes no sense to me. Okay, they 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 took the time down from five minutes to three minutes. Now he 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 didn't really even have a full three minutes to look for the ball. Because Caddy's an idiot too, okay? Uh, Caddy's an idiot. So, and here's why he's an idiot. You get three minutes to look for your ball. It used to be five, now it's three. You get three minutes to look for your ball as soon as the player or the caddy gets to the ball. So, Siwoo is, is hanging back, okay? And... 
the players he's playing with are hanging back. And the caddy is the first one to the ball. Well, Dottie Pepper pointed this out because they asked him, how long does he have to look for this ball? He said he's got three minutes. And, and Dottie Pepper said, but his caddy's been here for a little while. So the clock starts when the caddy gets there. If you know that you're going to have to send out a search party, you want as many people in the search party as you can possibly have. That just goes without saying. So the last thing you'd want to do as a caddy is be the first one there because you're the only one there. You would at least wait for your player. Let your player be there. So now at least you got two people on the clock. But he got there 30 seconds before anybody else. So now by the time everybody else got there, they only had two, two and a half minutes to find this guy's ball, see Wu Kim's ball. So that was a mistake the caddy made. It was just is dumb. Uh, and, 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 you know, these, these kind of things happen, but it just shows that, you know, that the caddy doesn't, you know, really doesn't get what's going on. He doesn't, you know, he's, he's not, you know, he's just, he's just not there. I mean, I don't know what else to say. I can't make an excuse for the guy. It's just, it's, it's, I don't know who the guy is. I uh, couldn't care less who he is. I'm just saying it's just a bad caddy and move. Now, of course, Steve Johnson thinks caddy is the most important uh, position in all of sports, uh, more than a coach, a manager, a, a trainer, a team doctor, a, a, a you know, anybody. And, and, you know, so in this case, the, the caddy probably heard him. Now, uh, it, he definitely heard him because he took away some of the times because he, he got there first. You should wait, wait for everybody to get there. And then you could all look together. And then the clock starts right when everybody gets there. But the caddy rushed. He got there. And, and he, you know, in his mind, he's probably thinking, I'm going to get a head start. Well, that's not the way it works. The clock starts when the caddy gets to the ball. Did you know that, Tim? You got to remember did. that next. Okay, you did know that. Yeah, of course. <laughs> of a, course, you didn't know. Caddy. Come on. You, oh, oh, okay. uh, you're a you're a. What did you call yourself? A pickup caddy. A pickup caddy. Yeah. Okay, and you knew that rule. Of course. Oh, you, but you didn't know the rule of touching the sand. Well, I don't let my players hit it in the sand, Hank. It's a clearly <laughs> it's a clearly logical take. <laughs> All right, so you did you didn't really know. Uh, okay, so. <laughs> <laughs> Did you know the three-minute rule? Uh, uh, give me an honest answer. Yes, I knew the three-minute rule. Okay, you knew the three-minute Okay, and you knew that the, if the caddy got there first, it was the clock starts? Yeah, of course. It's right. an obvious take. Okay, so so the, the, the bottom line is is they don't find his ball. Three minutes are up, which is way more than three minutes. The Finally, the official came in and said, hey, your time's up. But it was way more than three minutes. And And had they found the ball, I could just promise you that, you know, you know, a, a thousand people would have been, you know, calling in with their stopwatches on and saying it was three minutes and 15 seconds when he found his ball from when the caddy got there and he shouldn't have gotten away. You know, that would have been a big controversy right there because he definitely had more than three minutes. But the official came in and said, your time's up. And then he, you know, he headed back to the tee to hit another one. This time he didn't hit a driver. He just, he punched like a three wood down there and played like he, was, he should have played the first time, but he ended up making double and, and, uh, you know, that was, and he hung his head for a few holes and then he got it back and, you know, ended up losing by three. But uh, that was, uh, you know, a, a bad miss. But, but here's my point on this rule, why I think it's stupid. How many, how many times do you think, okay, you, you've got 70 players, 65 players make the cut. Let's just say 66. So if you're, okay, you're playing in twosomes. Okay, you got 33 groups on the golf course. Okay. How many times do you think they have to look for somebody's ball? 33 groups playing, you know, 18. I mean, what, what do you think? I mean, they literally have to send out a search party. Uh, I mean, a few, right? Not no right. more than a handful. Huh? Yeah. Well, I mean, the guys on the bottom of the leaderboard got to be Spram and Spram. No, nah, but I mean, they're, they're not, they're, there's only a certain amount of holes where you really have to look for a ball. I mean, it's just my point is it's it's not it's not a hundred times you're looking for people's balls. It's it's a handful. Well, you look for this guy's ball, and and instead of looking for five minutes, which is pretty hard to find the ball now in three minutes, it's not much time. It used to be you got. See, you would hit the ball off the tee. This is what it used to be. You'd hit the ball off the tee, and then what would happen is, is the marshals would all go over there looking, 
and and because they'd think they know where it went. And the marshal would be looking, and then other marshals would come look, and then other marshals would come look. And next thing you know, there's you know three, four, five people looking for the ball. And then what the players should do and the caddies should do is just slow play, slow walk as much as you could to the ball and let everybody else have a head start looking for it. And then when you get there, then your clock starts. But now there isn't very many marshals out there because they're not, you know there's no fans on the golf course and there's limited volunteers. And then the caddy got there first and took all the, the time away. And so, so by going from five minutes to, to three minutes, you, you save two minutes, okay? Two minutes, okay? When the guy loses his ball, though, you gotta, you gotta, he's got to go all the way back to the tee. Now, in this case, they gave him a ride. But you got to go all the way back to the tee. You got to line up. You got to hit again. Okay, that takes time. That's going to take, that takes more than two minutes to do that. So if you had more time to find the ball, it, it, it wouldn't necessarily slow down the amount of time it takes to play because all that usually happens is when a guy loses his ball and has to look for it, it creates a gap. And then that gap ends up getting closed in anyways. The, the point I'm trying to make is, is that because you save two minutes on him looking for the ball, it does not mean that the whole round of golf took two minutes less to play. It doesn't work like that. He's got to go back and hit another shot. That takes time. Uh, you know, th- there's a gap created and, and, and it, you know, the gap gets filled in as, as you move along and play a couple holes. This is on the fifth hole. So, so it, was, it makes no difference in terms of the, the amount of time it takes to play that round of golf, whether they look for five minutes or two minutes or six minutes or eight minutes. doesn't make any difference how long they, they, they look. Uh, for that ball into how long it's going to take to play that that round of golf. So 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 th- this this is one of these these rules that they think oh this is going to speed up play. It doesn't speed up play. I mean you can have more lost balls looking for three minutes than you are for five minutes. And if you have more lost balls and you got more guys having to go back to the tee, and that takes way more than the two minutes that you save by by cutting it down from three minutes to two minutes. So so the the whole premise behind the the cutting the time back. Uh, is is not a good one. It makes no sense, but it's 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 typical of of uh, you know how, how how they think and and uh, I don't I don't like it. I don't like the rule. I don't I don't think three minutes is enough to 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 find a ball too too important of a situation. And you know I I think that rule is a is a was a bad change too. And a lot of people will applaud it because they say, oh, it's great. You know, it speeds up play. It doesn't speed up play. Come on, let's be serious, really. Anyway, that's my take on that, Tim. All right. All right. I'm glad you learned that I'm a val- invaluable caddy. Yeah, and you are. And uh, you're, you know, what you ought to sign up for is the uh, ladies nine holers. Why is that? That's what they have because of the, the, a lot of uh, at a lot of clubs. Uh, you know, when ladies start off and they play golf, eighteen's uh, a lot. So they they have the nine holers, and since when you caddy, you only go nine holes. That's how you where you should caddy. Oh, not a bad so idea. Should be a nine because you're a nine holer. Now most people think golf's an eighteen hole game, and when you go to play in a tournament, and especially if you're a caddy in a tournament, uh, you would think that you're going to be there for uh, eighteen holes. But you know, if you have a volleyball game and you got to, you know, your girlfriend's waiting, then you know, I understand you got to go. Yeah. So anyway, just note to self: don't ask Tim to come caddy for you. If you want them there for 18 holes. But if you want to shoot your best score ever, ask me to be your caddy. <laughs> That's true. Okay. All right. Well, well I got to give you that. I wonder if Cousin Tyler knows you're taking uh, credit for his uh, course record. <laughs> I'm not taking credit. I'm just okay. saying I assisted yeah. with the confidence. Okay. All right. Well, that's good. All right. Good job. All right. Uh, remember, everybody, to go to HaneyUniversity.com and uh, sign up for my free instructional emails. Uh, those are going out on a daily basis. You can find my new book there, How to Play Better Golf Today. Uh, also, remind you to go to VoodooPainRelief.com. If you've got aches and pains, arthritis, pain, joint, muscle, soreness, whatever it is, uh, go there and get your free two-week supply. If you haven't already done it, a Voodoo Pain Relief Cream. 
the product is absolutely fantastic and it will help you with your aches and pains uh, for sure. That's why I'm giving you a chance to try it for free. Uh, Tim, appreciate you being with me. Uh, good stuff. Uh, follow me on Twitter at Hank Haney. Follow Tim on Twitter at Tim Porochka. And make sure you check out his Minnesota Tim uh, podcast. You can find that on Apple Podcasts. Uh, uh, Tim's doing a great job with, with that as well. Uh, email your questions to hankhaneygolf at outlook.com. Minnesota Tim will field all those questions. And hit the follow button on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts. And we'll be there every day with the Hank Andy Podcast. Hope everybody has a great day. Stay safe, stay healthy. And we'll talk to you tomorrow on the Hank Andy Podcast. The Hank Andy Podcast is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's Rappaport's Reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny. The warmth of Fredo and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos' picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast. This week, I talked to Orlando Bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how to get comfortable with fear and how to change the guilt and shame thought pattern. People say, what are you afraid of, right? I'm afraid of fear because it's like, I want to confront anything in my life that feels challenging on those levels. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts.